This is Shivani Samaya, and welcome back to the Financial Executives Podcast. At its core, generative AI has the potential to bring transformative impact to businesses and society comparable to the paradigm shift brought about by cloud technology. Yet, despite interest from many executives to want to implement generative AI, a recent survey showed that many CFOs still face significant barriers when introducing AI within their workflow. On this episode of the Financial Executives Podcast, we sit down with Sanjay Segal, Head of Markets for KPMG's Advisory Services, to get an understanding of what finance executives need to consider when implementing generative AI. Sanjay, can you tell me about your role at KPMG and how you initially became interested in generative AI? Well, I've been working uh, at KPMG now nearly uh, 10 years and currently serve as the head of markets for KPMG Advisory. And in one of my roles, I spent a lot of time working with CFOs of Fortune 500 uh, companies to really help them think through Uh, the way of the future of finance. And so if you think of helping finance executives navigate all the new frontiers of where finance is going, and as part of that, right, as part of what's going to be the future of finance, generative AI is a core component of that. And, you know, before Gen AI became a buzz, we had been talking a lot about artificial intelligence and the success that AI has had in helping transform finance organizations. And now why I'm even more excited about it is with what we're hearing in the marketplace, all of the ideas that we were talking about a few years ago are now coming to life in a much more accelerated way. Before we jump into our conversation about generative AI, can you give us a brief high-level overview exactly what it is? Yeah, you know, first of all, look, generative AI is going to have a transformative impact on business and society. If it lives up to the promise, Gen AI will herald a, herald a paradigm shift uh, every bit as significant as cloud. Okay, and before I get into that, you know, we did a survey and found that more, you know, more than two thirds of our executives believe that Gen AI will have a high or extremely high impact on their organization in the next three to five years. And we at KPMG just announced a new initiative to address the transformative impact we expect Gen AI to have on business and society. Like our clients, we're investing heavily in people's learning and development while building on our longstanding technology alliances with leading AI-focused companies. We just announced an expanded alliance with Google to help clients integrate Google's cloud gen AI technologies into the front, middle, and back offices of enterprises. And I'm really excited about that. Um, At a high level, let me talk a little bit about it. Gen AI really produces new content chat chat responses, designs, or synthetic data. It uses a variety of techniques, including neural networks and deep learning algorithms to identify patterns and generate new outcomes based on that. You know, if you think about it, traditional AI has been focused on detecting patterns, making decisions, honing analytics, and kind of putting data together. This is now taking all of that and generating what I would say unique insights, unique patterns, right? Taking natural language processing capabilities, right? Such as text and things like that and creating 
answers, ideas, perhaps even conversations that you would see. And that's why we're really excited as a firm uh, around the future of where Gen Gen AI is headed. But more importantly, how do we together work with CFOs, finance organizations, and in general business organizations to help them navigate through this complexity? You mentioned earlier that you work very closely with CFOs from Fortune 500 companies. From the seat that you sit in, what are the most common challenges or barriers that U.S. executives, finance executives, are facing when it comes to implementing generative AI? And why do you think this is the case? You know, first of all, CFOs are very interested in Gen AI, and they want to leverage it for their business. But to go from idea to execution and integration is really, really hard. And what we're finding is we need to prove it out. You know, we have to be able to kind of show examples of that, right? And if you think about it, having been talked about what Gen AI has been, is using AI in general. A few years ago, as I've talked to finance organizations and CFOs, it has been very tough to understand how can I leverage AI to do my forecasting better? Or how can AI help me close my books better? And so we've been trying to prove in small use cases the ability of what it can do. And when that proof point happens, then all of a sudden you get the excitement to say, now I'd like to figure out, Sanjay, creatively, how do we generate this? How do we move this more into mainstream in our organization? And so executives anticipate spending the next six to 12 months focused on increasing their understanding, evaluating internal capabilities and investing in Gen AI tools. Uh, At the moment, if you looked at our survey, said less than half of respondents said they had the right technology, talent and governance in place to successfully do it. Hence the reason why you see many companies doing more pilots, proof of points, right? Proof points, et cetera. And one of the things that we saw, and I think our survey really showed it was, 68% of respondents have not appointed a central person or team to organize a response to the emergence of Gen AI. And so for now, right now, we see IT leaning in. Sometimes we see various parts of the finance organization uh, leading it. And for us at the end of the day, a lot of challenges exist as to who should lead it, what should be our plan? So you're you're trying to really get, you know, if you think about it, I don't know, November, December, we were just starting to talk about it to go from November, December to May. There's a lot of just cha- challenges, whether it's around risk, intellectual property, use in company. And so we're working with our clients together, hand in hand to really think about what's the right way to ethically and de-risk the use of Gen AI in our processes uh, in a creative way. And I think what's been great is, as I said, if we start to prove out through smaller proof points uh, in the finance function and other functions, HR and IT, I think that starts to generate the excitement. How can companies overcome the barriers that you outlined, specifically as it pertains to the lack of skill talent? Well, I think this is the biggest challenge at the moment, right? The immediate impact of AI is an augmentation of of the human workforce. I mean, we are certainly seeing an awakening amongst leaders to truly consider AI um, as a productive way to augment the workforce. 
And executives are more optimistic, most optimistic about the opportunities to increase productivity that they have, right? It's going to encourage innovation. And so what we need to be thinking about are what are the types of skills we need to have in-house to help us take advantage of the wave that's coming behind this around digital, digital automation, artificial intelligence, and then ultimately Gen AI. And so what we'd like to do and what we're seeing our work, our teams, uh, a lot of companies that we work with is looking at organizational structures and resources to put in place to have them focus in on that and hiring new talent in there that has those skills and background around, you know, because it's more than just learning technology, right? It's a little bit of storytelling or being able to synthesize the data that you get from any type of information. So I'll give you a great example. We've been talking about artificial intelligence and forecasting for years, leveraging AI uh, to, to use that to generate a forecast. The next piece of that, right, is say a forecast comes out is generating, uh, you know, a, a narrative uh, around that message and working with finance resources to take that narrative and make it kind of mean something. And so if you think about the skills that you might need, it's less about the Excels and pulling the data together. It's almost interpreting that data, developing that data and creating a story around it that you can work with your business executives to change the trajectory of a specific um, business. And that for me is interesting. And so I think that's one of the things that we have to start to do is start to look at the types of resources and the skill sets we need to evolve those along the way. KPMG recently released a survey that highlighted how many executives are concerned about the negative impacts of generative AI on the workforce. These include decreased job security and reduced opportunities for professional development. What can finance executives do to address these concerns whilst also encouraging the upskilling of employees? Look, it's a it's a very known um, concern by many people across the board, finance, across any company, right? Organizations will need to invest in reskilling and upskilling programs that will help workers adapt and thrive using new technologies. I think AI should be positioned as a job enhancer that can arm workers with better insights, giving them the opportunity to operate at a much more strategic level. Regardless of job function or sectors, leaders are embracing AI to drive material efficiencies for their business and help workers do their job in a much more effective way. So whoever adopts this early and thinks about the types of roles and skill sets, I think will be able to get a head start of their competition. And as it becomes more integrated into the workplace, I think workers will be able to focus their time on more higher value activities, right? And I talked a little bit about that, right? It's not pulling the data or accumulating the data. It's telling me what that data means. And then more importantly, taking action on that data. And I think what's exciting about it, right? While there's always the fear is this actually is going to pave, right? New ways, new opportunities for us to make an impact in our companies. And so you have a lot of finance professionals that are spending time, you know, in Excel and, and spending time reconciling Excel spreadsheets. How exciting would be to take that job and automate a lot of that and spend more time giving unique business insights and helping the business actually make a change 
uh, in, in the trajectory uh, of the business. And so, you know, in sectors where AI has been more readily adopted, such as healthcare or finance, we're already seeing the benefit uh, of it to, you know, using it to analyze vast amounts of data, giving their workers the ability to be more agile and make better, more informed decisions. The KPMG study also recently found that 60% of U.S. executives plan to implement Gen AI within the next one to two years beyond um, beyond the reasons that you've already outlined. What else do you think is driving this interest? Look, it, it, the number one topic I'm getting a call on in the last, I'd say, five, six weeks is really on this generative AI. So part of it is the marketplace out there, the press, the topics around all of the big alliance providers that are doing right generated, it's really generated uh, uh, what I would say an excitement um, and people are trying to better understand it. So no matter what that's, you know, et cetera. But what we're seeing is the majority of our executives really do believe that generative AI can play a critical role in building and maintaining stakeholder trust. And, but almost half say that generative AI can have a negative impact on their organization's trust if the appropriate risk management tools are not implemented. So rather than get caught flat-footed, most organizations and executives are starting to say, you know what, we're going to need to do something about this, right? If I think about two years ago, Shivani, uh, when I was talking about how I was talking about AI and the finance function, at the moment, the companies that took it, they were dabbling with it. Does it really work? Do we trust it? Now with this excitement in the marketplace, it's what I've been saying. You don't have a choice. This will help you enable your finance function, your business functions. So those companies that invest now will be able to reap the rewards quick, more quickly in the future. I'm glad that you highlight a lot of exciting opportunities that can be presented through the implementation of generative AI. But can you talk to me a little bit about the risks associated with the successful implementation of generative AI? Yeah, this is important, right? Businesses should consider new governance constructs to address risk and the ethical implications of using AI uh, across the board, right? So risk management, compliance, internal audit. From that function, what policies and procedures do we need to put in place? What risk and controls does the business need to consider for the use of Gen AI? Legal. What can or should we be able to do with generative AI? What data or IP is acceptable to be used in prompt? How do we protect the IP we make using generative AI? What contractual considerations should be in place to safeguard data? You think about it from a public affairs, right? What is our plan for uh, potential external misuse that impacts our company? Regulatory affairs, what are the regulators, regulators saying for our industry or company about how to consider, consider generative AI, right? So with, I think with an, a responsible AI program in place, we should be thinking about that, right? Identify the appropriate stakeholders from the organization and drive you know, an initial education on the technology, its potential benefits and risks. We shouldn't avoid this. There are companies out there that said, look, for now, let's not, we're gonna not use it, Gen AI at our, at, at, in the company at all. We're not gonna actually turn it on, et cetera. We're gonna block it. 
I think rather it's this responsibility on that point is let's engage everybody because it's out there in the marketplace and let's think about it from a company perspective. How can we actually be ahead of the game? Look for short-term mitigation tactics that you can help manage right while it's hot right now, but develop a longer-term strategy to think about how to integrate this into the business. You know, if you think about it, we should think about what is the organization's AI governance principles that will encourage the responsible use of generative AI, right? If you think about it, uh, KPMG has eight, I think, core principles to guide our approach and announce. And we, we, we've talked about this in the past, right? Fairness, ensure the models are free from bias and, and, and are equitable. Explainability, ensure AI can be understood, documents, and open for review. Accountability, ensure mechanisms are in place to drive responsibility across the life cycle. Data integrity, ensure data quality, governance, and uh, enrichment steps embed trust. Reliability, ensure AI systems perform at desired level of precision and consistency. Six is security, safeguard against any unauthorized use, uh, corruption, or attacks. Privacy, uh, ensure compliance with data, privacy regulations, regulations, and consumer data usage. And finally, safety, ensure AI does not negatively impact humans, property, and environment. You mentioned the involvement of stakeholder management. What advice do you have for executives who have to communicate these risks that you outlined to their board, whilst also making sure that they're garnering enough support to implement generative AI? This is big. I think you need to have an open dialogue with the board about the possible use cases and opportunities for AI throughout the organization. You need to be smart about the technology and show the board that you are aware of the possibilities, risks, and ultimate opportunities that exist. And I think the conversation has to be broader than finance. It should be a company discussion, right? If I was sitting there in front of the board of directors, we need to talk about how we're gonna leverage artificial intelligence in our business processes. Where do we see the biggest impact? Talk about it right from a perspective of how we're going to prove it, right? Maybe it's a crawl, walk, run uh, concept, right? Through experimentation and pilots, right? At the end of the day, for me, um, I believe we've got to think about um, having an open-hearted dialogue with our board on the power where AI is, how we'll do it in a basically thoughtful way, but while ensuring we maintain the utmost risk, security, and controls in place. You talk about taking a broader approach when communicating with stakeholders and boards. From your perspective, what role do you see generative AI playing in the future of finance, both from an operational perspective and, again, broadly speaking, for the financial services sector at large? Shivani, this for me, I think this is the biggest area of, of, of opportunity in the, in the future for us across, across all, all of finance. I mean, if I think about um, in general, right, if you think about the continuum of where AI is going to play a role, right, it could be anywhere from intelligent monitoring, which is really thinking about using anomaly detection types of activities in our processes to identify a potential issue in a process well before it happens is huge. 
intelligent processing, right? So think about language modeling. So if I think of traditional finance processes like lead to cash or source to pay, how can I use capabilities to get ahead of the boat, right? And actually process uh, in a more automated way. Intelligent forecasting, I talked a little bit about that, right? These are core components around if I can build out a way to do predictive models using all kinds of external data and signals. I can start to put the foundation of these, right? And when I talk about it, if we get all of these foundations right, then I shift to the ability to create generative AI, which is really around, can I start to write narrative, uh, you know, month-end, quarter-end narratives? Can I start to put board packages together uh, across the board? We at KPMG, in our own world, right, if you think about it, Two years ago, we dipped our toe in the world of intelligent forecasting to drive KPMG forecasting. Uh, and now we are actually looking at saying, okay, now that that's actually working and we've proven it out, can we start to generate our board packages and generate our management reports in a way that's created leveraging Gen AI? And so what I think, Shivani, for us is there are so many use cases and opportunities we need to thoughtfully think through an entire set of finance processes and where does it make the most sense and then dive deep into that. Sanjay, can you provide any examples of successful generative AI implementation in the financial industry? And can you talk about what lessons can be learned from these experiences? As I said, Gen AI can be used by the finance function in multiple ways, right? A separate survey that we did, uh, we found 83% are using it for forecasting and budget, budgeting, 64% for fraud detection, and 59% for risk management. <clears throat> and what you think about it, when I talked a little bit about what I just said right at the end of the day is around commentary, presentations. We have found ways to use the ability of leveraging artificial intelligence to do a better job of forecasting. And then once the forecast is done, to generate the commentary and the presentation uh, for, for our stakeholders. And, you know, we're seeing it gain adoption in a lot of new areas. Call center automation, software development pipeline. I mean, if you think about it, and cybersecurity. Uh, I'll pick on one, call center automation. If you think about call center quality controls, call summarization, QA support for an agents uh, who are live on the call, there are ways that we're seeing it embedded uh, in each one of those. Take ESG, which is a completely new area, right? Where we think Gen AI may be deployed. Um, ESG is kind of very data sensitive, uh, intensive, and with the pending SEC rule, it's top of mind for many organizations. And you know what? Institutions are going to rely on lots of data, right? Multimodal data, right? Structured data and images and video and content, right? To develop their ESG assessment and KPIs. And if you think about what Gen AI can do, right? It can start to take satellite imagery and street imagery and thermal imagery, start to pull together all of that information and generate that. I remember at the peak of COVID, um, we were using components of Gen AI, actually when it wasn't even called Gen AI, to actually start looking at cell phone data uh, and tracking cell phone data in different parts of the, uh, of the cities to better understand kind of where 
people are starting to move and starting to look at that. And how does that actually translate to forecasting for sales, et cetera. And so at the end of the day, what I think for us is we're starting to see where there's volumes and volumes of data, where there is data that is not just financial data, it could be imagery, it could be other types of things. We could start to pull all of that together in a creative way and actually use that to then start generating um, insights, imagery, contracts, et cetera. Thank you, Sanjay, for your remarks on these questions. And finally, as we wrap up, I want to ask if you have any final words of wisdom or any pieces of advice that you would like to give to the financial executives who are considering implementing generative AI in their organizations, but aren't sure exactly where or how to start this process. Thank you. Uh, look, generative AI will have a transformative impact on business and society. If it lives up to its promise, Gen AI will herald a, herald a paradigm shift every bit as significant as the cloud. 80% of the executives surveyed by KPMG say generative AI will be critical to driving innovation in their organization over the next three years. And Gen AI, Gen AI will be critical to the organization's ability to grow, transform, and compete in the long term. And my personal recommendation is that we need leadership in this area. And as this pace of technology innovation continues to move, as finance executives, we need to develop a plan for the future. We need to understand everything that's out there that exists in the marketplace, develop a finance vision for the future that is progressive, compelling, and challenges every single process we have. And with that, then develop a roadmap of execution and get in front of your people to get them excited behind a future. Because if we're all behind one vision, I think we can ultimately achieve our success. 